Hello, and welcome to True Horrors with Meg and Rachel. Every week we discuss a horror film and the true stories that inspired, influenced, or bear striking resemblance to them. Be warned for spoilers and adult themes. I'm Rachel. And I'm Meg. This is True Horrors. Hello, everyone. Oh, hey. Um, we're excited to see you. Um, I know last episode went through a whole thing about seeing it, but I've just decided to lean into it. Okay. Um, cause I can't, I can't stop saying we're excited to see you. <laughs> I can't stop. Uh, before we started recording, Rach and I were talking about, um, at this point we don't have any kind of sponsorship, so we were just going to do our own, um, advertisements for things. Um, you want to like, take it away, Meg? Sure. Mmm. Water. The nectar of life. You're made of it and you need it. Water. <laughs> Drink it today. And tomorrow and the next day and every day to the rest of your life because you have to. Oh, man. So. <laughs> I cannot. I'm crying. <laughs> You're crying at least partially water. <laughs> Mostly water, just salty water. Salty water. Don't drink salty water. That should be in the disclaimer. You should Go do back. The, you should do the p the um <laughs> the PSAs. Yes, I'll, I'll don't drink salt water. It will dehydrate you and ultimately drive you crazy. Nineteen nine fresh water. Nineteen nineties NBC Rainbow. The more you know. Yes, there we go. Um, I remember when I learned that about salt water because I was watching some kind of like day movie about mm-hmm. um these kids that were lost at sea and one of them drank the water and ended up like jumping in because he thought he saw an island and that's how I learned that you don't drink salt water you know you want to know how I learned I do when I when I was a child I don't know when but I know it was before I was 10 because it was before we moved I had this book about how to survive if you end up on a deserted island and it said don't drink salt water. How old were you? Younger than 10. I read that book a lot. This is, was this, is that a symptom of anxiety or is that a cause of anxiety? You know, I've tried to figure this out for a while. I don't know. I don't know why my parents let me have that book. I think I got it from like the scholastic like book fair like catalogs that they send home like I would circle a bunch of them and my mom would be like all right you can have these books I think that's how I got it well I know why you had it the same reason I had things I had were youngest children Rachel and I are both youngest children and anyone who's the youngest of more than two (laughs) knows that the rules don't necessarily apply the same like they're less worried about you seeing things because yep. they, they just can't really prevent it at that point. In this same time period, I had this book. I still have this book um, about the Holocaust that, again, I read many times. And I just I should not have been allowed to read these things at such a young age. No, I feel the same way about A Child Called It because my sister was reading it. <laughs> and my sister had to go tell my mom she didn't think I should be reading it. And then I got real mad because I was like, anything you can read, I can read. Like, I mean, I could intellectually read it. Should I have Mm -hmm. been reading it? I mean, at the age I was, who's to say? Um, But you picked this week, you picked Psycho, which I wrote in my book as Psycho with an exclamation point. 
You want to tell us a little, tell us a little bit about why you picked Psycho? Um, it's the OG slasher movie, and you uh, also know how I like black and white horror films. I like I like making people watch things that they probably don't want to watch. Oh. I thought I'd go back to brand, go back to old film that nobody wants mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, I would just say as our disclaimer for this, we appreciate this film. Alfred Hitchcock was the worst. Oh, such the worst. We could do a worst whole podcast person. on that. But I just want to say for anyone who's, who is listening to this and thinking to themselves, <laughs> wow, he was the worst. Oh, yes. Yeah, Why, yes, he was. Absolutely. And the fact that he made great movies does not excuse that in any way, shape, or form. Nope. Um, but Psycho did a lot of fun things. Also, side note, I literally had to look this up because I was like, this movie was made in the 60s, wasn't it? And Wizard of Oz was made in the 30s. So he chose this movie to be in black and white, didn't he? The thing is, I was looking into that too because I was like, when did they start releasing color films? Yeah, like, I always thought that they went back and made, like, and colored the Wizard of Oz. But no, they shot it in Technicolor. Um, but the thing is, I did this while I was watching the movie and I didn't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole. I don't know when it became common to start shooting things in color. Um, but I feel like by... When did Guess Who's Coming to Dinner come out? That was in the 60s. 60s? Was that in black and white? I can't remember. That was not in black and white. Okay. I know that was not in black and white. Um, but... This is my Achilles heel. I'm the worst with dates. Like, I'm yeah, like winded. I'm like, I can give you a rough decade. I could also mm-hmm. quote the movie for you because I can remember those kinds of things. <laughs> but, um, and I'm not hating on that. Like, I don't hate on movies that are made today that are in black and white. I was just trying to figure out if that was part of what he was doing. We don't talk a lot about, like, director's intent. Mm-hmm. We more talk subject. But, um... Yeah, and just on that same note, great music. Another great... Such great music. Iconic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Background music. Um, The intro was way too long, though. Like, I don't know what he thought he was doing, but I, like, was like, I, I'm going to just, you know, get up, get a drink. And I was like, still going? We're still doing it? Yeah. Like, the... Okay, so I got this from the library online. There was no intro for me. It just went straight into it. It was two and a half minutes of credits and music and shots of, I don't even remember at this point. I was watching it. Maybe. Was it shots of the city? Because I just yes. went straight into a skyline. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't remember it. Um, um, maybe my version was just weird that I, I did not get mine from the library. Um, so maybe mine was just weird. Um, but... Let's dive right into subject. I want to start right off the bat because, of course, I immediately picked up my phone and figured out what $40,000 would be today. <laughs> I never got around to doing that. What, what is it? Well, first, I just want to say, even today, if someone came in and had $40,000 in cash, I would still think it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely insane. But this is over $331,000. That is what... Crazy. That is what he was in cash. And like, again, anyone who has any amount of cash that I feel like is, you know, over a certain amount is weird. Mm -hmm. So even when it was 40, but I was like, oh, wow, this is even more than that. Yeah. Well, also just um, I looked what I did end up looking up was um, how much the average house cost in 1960. 
it was twelve thousand seven hundred dollars. The average. So, and he's buying a house for forty thousand dollars for his daughter. So, for his daughter, who's eighteen years old and getting married. Getting married. Yep. Which I guess we can't really say anything. It's 1960. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I feel like people got married. We also probably shouldn't because my mom got married at 19. So it's not like it's that. Yeah. Um, that crazy. But it still is crazy to have that kind of house. I just want to make a sweeping statement about this movie right from the mm-hmm. start. Every single person is in this movie is bad at everything. <laughs> There's not a single person. That's not a thing on their character. That's just they can't do anything. Everyone is the most suspicious. There, No one knows how to chill. No one in this movie has any damn chill. No one knows how to do their job. The killer doesn't have any chill. None of the victims, victim's boyfriend, they all are the most suspicious all the time. And, they're like, and I wanted to go make popcorn just so I could throw it at my television and be like, boo, suspicious. <laughs> No one knows how to act like a person in this movie. Yes, that's all okay, I'm gonna say. So when, uh, when I want to say Marion, I saw something about the book, and she had—I think her name in the book is Mary. So Marion, I think, is her name. Yes. But when that cop asks for her driver's <laughs> license, she freaks out, and she's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Because that's what they do when they pull you over." Because they just like, found you sleeping on the. S- on the side of the road like she could not have acted more like awkward and weird except then Mm -hmm. she had her exchange with the guy she was buying the car and I'm like oh you can be even worse like (laughs) everything about her like she she couldn't even have like a good cover story even when given time she'd been driving for so long she didn't think of Mm -hmm. a cover she had time to imagine what her sister and her coworker and her boss were all gonna be thinking to play those Uh sentences but she couldn't think like what should I say if someone asks me what I'm doing Mm-hmm. Um, but just to stick on Marion being awful at everything, she writes down her fake name in the book and then she writes down a fake city and then within an hour tells him her <laughs> real name and the different city. I was yes. like, boo, <laughs> boo, you don't deserve $40,000. <laughs> well, she wasn't going to keep it. Like. I think she realized in her heart she didn't deserve it, so she had to take it back. But she still is like, and I'm going to go back home to Arizona or whatever. And I'm like, you told him you were from Los Angeles. Why are you so awful at this? Um, Also, like, even if that guy was flashing around the money, I was like, you just screwed over your boss. Mm -hmm. Who we, you've been working together for 10 years. He trusted you with this. And also you're doing it because your boyfriend's kind of the worst. Like, Mm -hmm. Not to make a, again, like a generalization, because I know it's a different time, but I felt like watching this movie, I was like, is the real, like, conflict toxic masculinity in this movie? Because he won't marry her because he thinks he's, like, dooming her to some life because he has to pay alimony to his ex and can't, like, provide her with all this stuff. Which I'm like, first of all, is that weird bullshit? Because, like, you think that it, you're somehow doing her a disservice by marrying her and you have to, like lick the stamp or whatever but you're having sex with her in all these hotel rooms i know like it's like those ain't cheap it's <laughs> yes that's not what i was thinking about i was more thinking that they're having sex <laughs> than the fact <laughs> that they're doing it in expensive hotel rooms i was more thinking about the fact that like he's already in some ways like 
I don't know how to put it, but it's like you're already sleeping with her, but you're saying, oh, but, you know, this wouldn't be fair to you. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, but that he feels like he can't provide for her or whatever. He's like, oh, once I don't have to pay this. And I'm like, so she steals this money because of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not, not worth it. Like, not at all worth it. Um, what are the odds that your boss is crossing the street when you're running away with money you just right? stole? Bad luck, Marion. Uh huh. I just want to say also, I was not expecting to like this movie quite as much as I did. Like, I was expecting to like it because I like old movies. But the thing about old movies is that the pacing is always very weird um, because it's just different. And I feel like that was not so much the case with this. Like, I felt like it had much more modern pacing than other old horror movies that I've seen. Oh my god, have you never seen this movie? No, I've never seen this movie. That's so exciting, you didn't tell me that. I didn't realize you'd never seen it. Oh my god, this is is my second time seeing it, so it's not like I've watched a bunch. But Mm -hmm. oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing, is like, because this movie is also predicated on that surprise ending, um, I obviously knew all that. Like, I, I knew everything that, all the famous stuff, but it was still like, really interesting and really suspenseful and I really I see why it became an instant classic because there were two surprises Mm -hmm. because like no one expected her to die and also correct Mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong on this but I think this was the first shower scene I think so I think that's also why people were like oh my god she's in the shower and like oh my god she's dead Um, (laughs) I also really appreciate that it was a movie where we saw someone move a body Like, Mm -hmm. always what happens in horror movies is someone murders the fuck out of someone, and then it's like we cut scene and the body's gone or whatever, but it's like, okay, what about them moving it? But we saw him cleaning Mm -hmm. that crime scene and moving it so much. I'm like, I appreciate this. Like, it Mm -hmm. doesn't take me out of it at all. It's more like, I'm like, wow, he's he's done this before, clearly. He has a plan. Um, Also, he's kind of cute. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw that I out there. I wrote that down. I was like, every now and again, like when he would first show up again, I'd be like, it is really fucking with my head how attractive this man is. He needs to stop it. Yeah. But I also wasn't, ex- I was expecting him to be way creepier. Like when you first meet him, he seems pretty normal. It like the weird stuff very slowly creeps in. And I really enjoyed that. I think that's definitely part of it because I think too many times movies either give it away right in the beginning Mm -hmm. by making him seem really creepy or they go the other direction and make him seem so normal. And then you're like, where did that come from? Whereas this started going out like my first thing, I obviously know just like you, what's going to happen, but like Mm -hmm. let's eat surrounded by all these dead stuffed birds. Oh my God. Yes. Was my first. And then I wrote this. I'm just going to read you what I wrote. My hobby is stuffing. Um, is probably the most terrifying sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a boy's best friend is his mother. Never mind. Yes. That's the most terrifying yes. sentence. I literally had to pause the movie and walk away. Like I, I did a bunch of housework before I could come back. And then I was like, wait, I think I might've missed things. And I had to watch it again. And I got chills the second time I heard it. I was really upset. I had to hear it a second time. <laughs> It's just both those sentences are so close to each other. Anyone mm-hmm. who says that their hobby is 
that is is like is like that's my hobby and then he's like it just fills the time blah 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 I was like oh my god uh-huh. and then I wrote everything he says keeps getting one step more terrifying and awful in this mm-hmm. scene he did like it really kept getting worse and worse and then I wrote he's not wrong about asylums about not wanting no. his mother there although his mother's dead so it doesn't matter but still yeah. uh, that's why he can't put her in one they don't they don't accept dead people they can't take care of the live people they have. You want them to look after a, a dead body? Come on. Also, what is her mascara in this movie? Oh my right? god! I was like, I'm having, I'm actually in between mascaras. I can't find one I really like, and I have mm-hmm. similar eyes to her. Like, mm-hmm. I have very big round eyes. Um, obviously, Rachel knows that. I'm saying that for all of you, but <laughs> I have eyes like that. So I've always wanted to get that kind of '60s look um, mm-hmm. because I have those, you know, deep eyes. And I was like, what is your mascara, girl? Like, that's not clumping at all. Um, I just keep reading. She is the worst at everything. Um, (laughs) It bears repeating. Also, I wrote, she is as harmless as one of these stuffed birds. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L. I literally said to my computer... I wouldn't call those stuffed birds harmless. I was more like, that's that's some intense foreshadowing. Did he yes, chuckle that's... to himself or is he too much in the middle of a mental break to do that? <laughs> like, was he like, that was funny because I, I have my mother's corpse up there. You'll get it. You'll get it. Oh, wait, you won't. I'm going to kill you. No, Never you mind. Won't get it. That house is well, boss. So, I would yes. live in that house. Yes. Uh, not with the dead body in it. I would, the dead body would be the first thing I'd change. Um, also, all her decor would have to go because it's all creepy statues of hands. Um, I did not care for that. But <laughs> Oh, my God. Do you think that was someone's real house? And that was just the way they decorated it. And he walked in and was like, perfect. perfect. I don't want to change a thing. <laughs> um. Um, I want to piggyback off of everyone is bad at everything. With all the sneaking around these people do, why won't any of them close a door? (laughs) Like, that's the first giveaway if you are sneaking around leaving the door open. Because the person will be like, I didn't leave that door open. Someone is sneaking. Why won't anyone close a fucking door? Uh, Yeah, no, that that is such a good point. Such a good point. Um, I I kind of want to keep on the everyone being bad at everything, but I did Uh have a comment. But I wrote in in my notes... Because when he's talking to that cop or private mm-hmm. eye, I wrote, he sucks at everything too. You just said no one was here. And then you say the couple from last. <laughs> he was so, so bad at it. So bad at everything. Also, the PI kept talking about getting a warrant. And I was like, PIs don't get warrants. You're not a, he specifically said he was not a police officer. Like, are we, is it just like, do you think it's that they didn't think the audience would know that or that they didn't think that Norman Bates would know that and it would freak him out? I guess I kind of just saying something. I guess I kind of thought he meant I'd have to go to the police and get a warrant. OK, like because he's right. He doesn't have the right to search any of this as Norman mm-hmm. says no, unless he goes to the police and gets a search warrant. Um, also, we talk about the fact that Norman did not even change the guest book. He did not no. even change the guest book. Didn't even white it out. Like, I, I'm pretty sure whiteout existed in 1960. Like, I don't know. Maybe it didn't. But still. Rip the page out. A slur on your manhood. 
Yes. I was like, what a I sentence. What an absolute sentence. Which, just to go back to when he's getting rid of the body, what the mm-hmm. hell would he have done if that car had stopped? Like, he was looking around, and I'm like, what, uh-huh. are, you, what are you going to do right now? And then it was like, oh, thank God, it went down. And I'm like, I don't even know what you would have done. Like, I kind of visualized him, like, doing, like, a Wiley Coyote and stomping on it to see if it got down. But I was like, that can't be what he does. Like, I couldn't remember. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, it just goes down. Okay. That fall down the stairs, though. Oh, the best. The best. Also, as soon as he started walking up those stairs, I was like, why is he so tiny? Like... <laughs> Those stairs dwarfed him. <laughs> it was the weirdest shot. I wrote, Lila doesn't give a shit, Sam. No, she does not. She's looking for her sister. Mm-hmm. Like, stop. Which I also, when I first saw the movie the first time, mm-hmm. I forgot that, like, they're not a couple. It's that right. they're both looking for a sister slash girlfriend. Um mm-hmm. Everyone is bad at everything in this movie. Sam is the worst at everything, is what I wrote at the yes. end. He yes. can't do shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they're all just really bad. Like, even when he's like, she's like, can I come with you? He's like, no, you can't. She's like, can I have a reason? He's like, I have no idea. When I make <laughs> one up, I was like, was this part improv Like, did Hitchcock say you have to stop her? And the actor was like, but it seems like she should come with me. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not interested in what you think. Also, um, speaking of Sam being bad at everything, when he's like, oh, I'm going to go keep Bates occupied while you search the house, and then immediately starts accusing him of murder, like, that's going to keep him here in this room with me. People love being accused of murder. And he won't be suspicious of you at all. Even when they are checking in, they're the worst. Like, yes. they are they are not doing that in any... like. I just think any other person, like if you and I were investigating something, we'd be able to do it at least marginally better. Like at least yeah. have like, an ex- like it was so weird how everyone just like couldn't stop being like so suspicious. Yes. <laughs> everyone was just like getting caught in every lie. Mm-hmm. Um, who is, who's the woman in the window? when they're talking to the cop, uh, to the sheriff, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, he's dead. she's dead and buried. And like, well, then who was the old win- woman? I'm like, that's the best red herring in history. Because mm-hmm. the, as an audience member who doesn't know what's going to happen, you're probably thinking, oh, who does that woman end up being? Yeah. And it doesn't even, and you kind of dismiss the fact that the mother is supposed to be dead. Right. Who's the woman in the grave, I think, is actually the line. Yeah. Because they make you think maybe, um, great line. Mm-hmm. She screams really loud when she sees that body. Yeah, which that's fair. She does not. But also, she, you're sneaking around a house. Maybe, maybe try to put a lid on it. I just. She also did not scream at all when he came in with the knife, and I don't know if that was meant to be shock. Mm-hmm. But she screamed well, really loud. I feel like she's like, you know what? I've already found a dead body. Like, it can't get worse from here. Like, you know. Yeah. But also, Sam is good for something. He disables uh, the knife wielding. He's like, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Like, although it takes him a really long time to get that knife out of his hand. He's like, because really he's strong. doing it from behind. Like, he really needs to go around the other way. Like, he's not good at it, but at least he does do something useful, is what I'm trying to say. That was a moment where I was definitely like, okay, this is for the shot. 
mm-hmm. more than how an actual person would do that. Because, yeah, it all like if your hand slips, you got to go the other way. Rachel is just acting all this out. I know none of you yeah, can see Yeah, I'm it. demonstrating how to protect yourself, how to how to get some sort of like sharp object out of a person's hand if they are swinging it at you. As iconic as this movie is and as good as so much of it up, the ending is just awful. Yes. It's like, so clunky. It's so mm-hmm. like professor explain it all at the end. Mm-hmm. I found that whole thing. I was just like, what is like... And then he's like looking at Lila and he's like, he was aroused by your sister. And I'm like, what yes. is happening right now? Why? Why is that a sentence you need to, needed to say? And then it's like he murdered his mother and he murdered her boyfriend and he had some kind of weird fixation and was jealous. And so anytime he blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, was there no way you could think to do this that wasn't like that? Like considering all of the groundbreaking things in this movie Mm -hmm. and then at the end it's just like let's all do a scooby-doo reveal of the villain (laughs) like i i did not like that as i mean the final Mm -hmm. scene is really great but that final part i was just like oh god fine so let's just you know it wasn't it might have even been better if there'd been flashbacks or something like he was then maybe it wouldn't have seemed so clunky Mm -hmm. i didn't like that part yeah to have this guy that like we don't even know come in and I don't know. It's like, it's like having a narrator, which isn't always terrible in a movie, but it usually is Mm -hmm. like if I watch a movie and I hear a narrator, I'm like, Oh God, like, do I want to keep watching this movie? Rachel has strong narrator feelings. I do. Do you have any more thoughts on the movie? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's most of them. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10. And he killed other women, too. So we're not just thinking, Marion, mm-hmm. you have to be a thief. To, you don't have to be Marion. Just do you think right. you would have died? Scale of 1 to 10. Well, I would have locked my motel door. He had a key. I guess key. he got a master key, yeah. Um, and no, because he starts off so, like, normal. I don't know. I might get murdered. I was going to put your chance of murder at pretty high. Yeah. Unless I'm like one of the people like who comes along later, who's already suspicious. But if it's just like a random person, I'm like, Oh, here's, I don't know. But I don't know that I would stay at a motel so far off from where everyone else is. It didn't because... seem like people did that intentionally. It seems like they got off. They were lost. Like right. she was lost. So no, I mm-hmm. agree. I wouldn't want to. But if I got there, if I was in a storm and I got there and he was like, oh, just get back on the road. I'd probably be like, yeah, I'll just stay here. Because he yeah. also isn't scary. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder if just by being young women, if we were traveling alone the way Marion was, I wonder if we'd have a high likelihood of being murdered because it's just if he's mm-hmm. like attracted to you, he murders right. you um, or she murders you, whatever. But also like I would not have spent, I don't think either of us would have spent any time alone with him. So when no. he would have made the offer about dinner, I would have been like, Oh, I'm not hungry. Peace. Yeah. But it's just hard because she had already said she was hungry, but oh, yeah. again, everyone's bad at everything. So she could have just kept lying. Like, I don't know. I'm gonna I, I don't say, know. I'm going to say if we're talking beginning of the movie before we're suspicious, 
Mm-hmm. A seven, maybe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But like a a one if it's after. Like if I'm the Lila yeah. position, like I'd be, a, I'd be, well, she does live. But I also yeah. would be, you know, a little bit more cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think there's less. But I think like overall, if you're thinking of yourself as like, because I don't think this was a movie where it was about like making mistakes or summoning right. a demon or things like that. It was just about like being a woman who existed. Yes. You know, in his purview and by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's like a high likelihood that we would both be murdered. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Um, unless we were traveling together. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like then nothing. But I also, guess. yeah, does the bathroom door not lock? Like lock the bathroom door. There aren't keys to bathrooms. You just got to break them down. I don't really know if there was a lock on the bathroom door. Also, yeah, he could have just killed her when she opened the door then. <laughs> That's true. You don't have to be in the shower to get murdered. <laughs> what if he was like, oh, God, that's way too much cleanup, whatever. <laughs> I love how he did not even care. He threw that money into the bog. He didn't know it was there. No, but he didn't even. It's not even like he went through her stuff to get valuables. Yeah. Yeah, like that's not what it know. was about, but it just it still cracked me up that it was in some ways about the money. But like he was just like, who got the money? The swamp got the money. The I was swamp. like, you're done. You're done. <laughs> I'm going to start answering that when people are like, where did who who got the last cookie? The swamp got the last cookie. <laughs> yes. This half of the episode is brought to you by Swamps. Oh God. Build your house there and then tell riddles to anyone who wants to get through. Swamps. The best place for people tell it, being made to tell riddles and ask them. Uh, I just want to break in with a public service announcement. <laughs> Do not build your house in a swamp. The foundation will constantly be moving. Do it. Your, your house is going to fall apart immediately. Moving house. The more you... No, it's going to sink into the swamp. Like uh, that castle in Monty Python. Disappearing house. <laughs> You'll be the only house on your block under the bog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rach. Okay. So, Psycho, OG slasher film. Ed Gein, OG inspiration for movie serial killers. He inspired this, he inspired Leatherface, and he inspired Buffalo Bill. But before I tell you about Ed Gein, I want to paint you a little word picture about 1957. Just just to kind of give you an idea of the kind of cultural impact uh, his crimes had. Do it. So it's the height of the baby boom and suburbanization. The GIs come back, they go to college, they go buy a house. We got hula hoops, we got slinkies, we got the first frisbee. I can't remember what website I found all these facts on, but uh, it'll be posted. Um, I Love Lucy and Perry Mason are on TV. Elvis buys Graceland in 1957. But also the Cold War is happening, so it's not all like sock hops and milkshakes. Um, also, this is a, also lot of, a lot of racism. <laughs> so much racism. I mean, that's what suburbanization is all about, is white people moving out of cities to get away from black people. Mm-hmm. Um 
Khrushchev keeps threatening nuclear annihilation like all the time. Um, also, uh, down in Arkansas, they're trying to desegregate schools, and that's super horrible. Um, so that's 1957 in America in a nutshell. It, but uh, I'm going to take you to Plainfield, Wisconsin, which is somewhere like kind of centrally located. And as of the 2010 census, there are 840 people living there. In between like 1950 and 1960, it was somewhere around 650 people. Tiny fucking town. So on November 16th of this year, uh, Bernice Warden is reported missing. She owns a hardware store. She's not there. There's a trail of blood leading out of it. Um, her son is a sheriff. He has He's kind of suspicious about this Ed Gein fella. <laughs> no, he's not suspicious. He's suspicious of somebody. No, I thought um, you were saying he's... I thought you were like, he came up on this trail of blood and that made him suspicious. I thought that's <laughs> what you were saying. And I was like, I mean, I... Yeah, it'd make me suspicious too. <laughs> I thought that's what you were saying. No, he's like, this Ed Gein fellow's real weird. Let's go check out his house. So the cops go there and they find Bernice Warden hanging from the rafters, headless. Her head's in another room in a burlap sack. It's horrible. Again, 650 people in this town. They're not used to this nonsense. Um, they find Ed Gein real quickly, um, apprehend him, and... Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm jumping ahead because I forgot to tell you about the horror show that is this house. I'm just getting too excited. You Okay, I wrote down a nice little list of things that they found. Besides Bernice Warden. Um, chairs upholstered with human skin. Skulls turned into soup bowls. And I don't want to be this guy, but I just feel like a human skull would not make a very good soup bowl because of the eye sockets. And the mouth. I thought of, yeah, well, the jock is a separate piece. So it's like... You really, I think it, I read that it was the top. So it's just not going to be a very big bowl. I just, I just, I'm saying I'm, I don't think it's efficient. Um, <laughs> they found, uh, nine women's faces on the wall. Just, just faces looking at him every day. Um, he had made a little vest out of a woman's torso. He had a box of noses. He had a box of female genitals. He had a heart. He had a pair of lips attached to either, according to a couple different websites I read, a nightshade pull or a curtain pull. But anyway, he had to use lips to pull something. And the prize of the collection, the nipple belt. Which I always forget about. As soon as I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that nipple belt because my brain is just like, this is not something we need. Let's just dump that information. Um, but now I'm not going to be able to just do that. So that that's my list of things. Do you, do you have any thoughts? Do you need to, need to get anything out? I have thoughts. <laughs> Mostly I just, it's me, so I can't help this extreme, like, 
obvious obvious empathy for the victims but also yeah, just obvious. the incredible empathy for the police officers who were not in any way trained for this mm-hmm. who had mm-hmm. never seen anything it was the 50s that they probably thought it was hell like yeah. i i just think about myself in the 50s not that I was there, not that I am <laughs> immortal or anything, but I just think of myself in the 50s, like, in Plainsville, which I do know at least, I mean, you know I'm bad at geography, but I do have mm-hmm. some kind of idea where that is, because I'm originally from Wisconsin, and so to think of them walking into that house, and it's bad enough to see your mother decapitated and her body hanging, but then to be like, what is that lamp? Mm-hmm. And then to be like, this, like, I would just be like, this is hell. Like, he's a demon. Like, this is the Mm -hmm. worst thing ever. And I even think today, forget the 1950s, if I walked into an apartment and somebody was using had human faces on the wall, I would Mm -hmm. be like, oh, my apologies. I seem to have opened the door to some kind of terrifying hell dimension. Goodbye. I will see myself out. Um, Also, I kind of think it's funny. I didn't know if it was part of your narrative exercise, but to be like, oh, wait, I've got to describe this house because I was sitting here because I also blocked this out thinking Mm -hmm. he cut off her head. Why is that like Buffalo Bill? And then I was like, oh, (laughs) God, that's those are all the things that I have to say that. And this is a nightmare. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, so they they apprehend him. He very quickly confesses to murdering Bernice and um, a woman named Mary Hogan who owned a tavern and had been murdered three years before. Um, She was plus size, so he figured she would be big enough to make a suit out of her skin. What up, Silence of the Lambs? Mm -hmm. Um, Slight difference. He's not killing many women to make a suit. I think he just wanted to wear one woman's skin. Um. I, I guess that this is just the torso vest. I don't know. Because he also admitted to robbing lots of graves. So it's hard oh, to say God. where a lot of these came from. Yeah. So I was like, that's are- not enough for the parts you've just described. That's not no. enough. Those are the only two women he confessed to killing. There were a couple disappearances earlier on, um, but they were never able to link those to him. He just did a lot of grave robbing. And he did have an assistant um who died i think and that's why he started killing because he couldn't rob graves on his own so now let's do a little background to who this man is so he was born in 1906 in lacrosse wisconsin actually he was not originally from this tiny town um his mother was super religious and always you know strongly warned him about the dangers of lust because that's a surefire way to fuck up your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, his father, everything said that he was like really timid and an alcoholic, but I don't, I don't have a whole lot of details on his parents. I got a lot of my information from like a and E's biography website, um, rather than any like long form biography, because I do not, I do not need 230 pages of information about this man's life. Like that's fair. I, don't, I don't need that in my life. But they moved to Plainfield in 1915, so he would have been nine years old because his uh, mother wanted to get away from the sin of lacrosse. I didn't look up lacrosse. I don't know how big it is, but it was bigger than Plainfield. They it, wanted to go somewhere less sinful. That's super funny to me. That's, just, <laughs> that's, that's something that isn't probably going to be funny to anyone who isn't from Wisconsin, but that's really funny. The sin of lacrosse. 
Um, his father died in 1940, so he and his older brother Henry, I think, was like seven years older than him or something, started working as handymen to support their mom. Um, and the things I read said that Henry was a lot less fond of their mother than Ed was. Ed just adored his mother, but Henry was like, this bitch is crazy. Um, and would say that in front of both of them. So in 1944, there was a fire on the farm. And once the, they were able to put it out, um, they reported Henry missing. And when the police showed up, Ed just led them straight to Henry's body. And they found like some bludgeon marks on the back of his head. But they were like, ah, he probably died in the fire. And just moved on. So there's no concrete evidence that he killed his brother, but he definitely killed his brother. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a really small town. So I don't think the police have a whole lot of homicide training. So I get it. Um, in 1945, his mother dies. Um, and that's, I think, when he started his grave robbing because he, uh, wanted to build his suit out of women's skin so that he could like get inside his mother's skin or something. I don't, I don't know. So fast forward back to 1958 pleads guilty, but he's found incompetent to stand trial. So they transfer him to central state hospital where he worked as, and I quote a Mason carpenter's assistant and medical aide. Because the people at the hospital were like, you know, this guy likes to make suits out of women's skin. We should give him carpentry tools and more medical knowledge. Mm -hmm. But by all accounts, he was a model patient. He never got in trouble. Not once. Except the women who worked there did say it made them very uncomfortable when they caught him staring at them. Why? I don't know. He seems like such a nice boy. It's it's yeah, no. I mean, he's a nice guy. Like it's you know, his best a compliment. Is his mother. Oh god. <laughs> For the record, I think anyone saying their best friend is their mother is weird. Even if you're a girl and your best friend's your mom, I'm like I'm close with my mom. She's not my best friend. Rachel's right? my best friend. But yeah. Um, that wasn't clear, but that's still a weird thing to say. Super mm -hmm. ominous. Did he, the question is, did he dig up his mother? Uh, not that I found. Um, but he did preserve the rooms that were associated with her, like her bedroom and the sitting room. Um, they were like shrines to her, but I, I didn't see anything about him digging up his mother's body. Mm -hmm. um, just random women. Um, but the thing is, he would like dig them up and take things from them and put their bodies back in the coffin and rebury them. So like they, when he first confessed to all this, the police were like, there is no fucking way. That is bonker balls. And they went and they dug up these bodies and found those things missing. Um, but in 1968, he stood trial and was found guilty 
but insane. So they sent him back to the hospital. And he did petition to be released in 1974. No. Um, they said, fuck no. And 10 years later, he died of cancer and respiratory illness. So, yeah. Wow. Um, also, I just want to point out uh, one of those articles made a little comment because one of the A&E articles was talking about the way he inspired all of these movie serial killers. And they were saying that he used a gun to kill his victims, whereas Norman Bates used a knife. And I just wrote on the article, if you use a knife, you're going to ruin your skin suit. And it was very late when I was reading these articles. I was very tired. I've had a very busy week, so I had to do it. And that, because that's my defense for that. Buffalo Bill. But the thing is, there's evidence because they say Buffalo Bill shoots them. And that there's that like today? that's yes, Buffalo Bill shoots them. He doesn't like stab them or anything. And Norman like, Bates uses a knife, is what no, they were saying. No, but what I'm saying is you were saying about people that they were um inspired oh, by. Yeah. Well, like obviously there's some Buffalo Bill connections there, mm-hmm. and they kept that. Mm-hmm. Did you, it talk about what exactly was the inspiration that went into Psycho with that? Was it just his obsession with his mother? I think so. Yeah. And like, cause, um, there was something about, um, Ed wanting to like get in his mother's skin. So like, that's, that's where the skin suit comes from. It was like symbolically like becoming his mother. So that's where that comes from. Well, I'm glad Hitchcock just went with dressing up as his mother. Oh, thank God. As opposed to wearing her skin. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, I guess I didn't really know all those details about Ed Gein. Um, I am happy to know that he did not murder all those people. Yes. Even though I'm not happy, nor do I approve of grave robbing or hanging up faces. Let the record show this podcast firmly is on the side of no hanging up faces or grave robbing. No, you leave those faces on the skulls to which they are attached. Same to you, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Now I'm just thinking about how that's also something they gave to, Mm -hmm. you know, which that was our movie last week. If you're not listening to them in order, that's there. There are some real connections there, um, as there are with a lot of the big classics. Um, Mm -hmm. This was good. I also feel like it was a little bit less like even though it was grotesque, um, Mm -hmm. less victim torture, sad, heavy than last week was. So that's good. Yeah, because uh-huh. everything that Ed Gein did was post-mortem. He yes. shot them and then... Also, I read in one of these articles, I don't remember if it was one of the, the reputable ones or not, because I'm very particular about sourcing, um, that some people, before he got caught, did go in his house and see some of these things. <gasps> and he claimed that they were like World War II artifacts that his... like father or grandfather or someone related to him had gotten in Japan or something like that. And I'm like, that's not a good enough excuse. I'm sorry. If you see someone who's like, Oh no, no, don't worry. It's just, I didn't do it. It's from the Holocaust. You should still 100% be worried. 
that's even like not worse but it's just as bad i'd still be it's, like yeah, okay but why do you want to have it why do you want to like okay that's an explanation of why it's here it's not an explanation it's an explanation of why it exists it's not an explanation of why it's here yes exactly um also i don't i didn't write down when this happened but it was after he was um in the hospital his house was burned down and it seems like it was deliberately set and the police didn't really investigate it that much because who gives a shit, but people did come in and they were able to get his car and a couple other things, which they auctioned off. So there's, there's someone out there, maybe it's been destroyed, but someone out there theoretically owns Ed Gein's car. And that's a person that you need to be worried about. Yeah, I don't I don't like the serial killer connect collection thing. There was something I was going to ask you and now I don't remember what it was about Ed Gein about his house. Oh, did he target the sheriff's mom? I don't think so because he was um I mean he was found guilty but instead, and he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. I think they were victims of opportunity. Oh. Um well, very good, Rachel. Very good job. Thanks. Very good pick. You got to see Psycho. I did. I was excited about it. So um, I guess this is the point where we decide what's more horrifying. I mean, that's not really fair, though, because, like, mm-hmm. I would rather stay at the Bates Motel overnight than spend <laughs> under than spend two minutes in that house. Uh-huh. Like... I seriously would be like, fine, whatever. I'm just, I'm just going to sit in this corner with a chair and like, leave me alone, Norma. But like, I'm going to say real life on that. I mean, obviously the, no, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to say real life. I'm going to say real life. Yeah, because I think that's fair because even though he has his mummified mother, most people people don't know that like it's not like it's in every room of there's a piece of her in every room in all 12 rooms 12 vacant rooms of the motel that would be horrifying <laughs> would that be worse than just one corpse to you <laughs> that it's like you can go into the mother hand room the mother okay we've gone off track like we clearly have gone off track um thank you guys for listening again um we didn't say this last week, but of course, um, you can tweet at us or go on our Instagram if there is um, if you have a question for us or if there is a movie that you really want us to do. I will just say this. We pre-record. So if yeah. you wrote a question or of something that you want to know and it's about any of the um, previous episodes, we just haven't... It just hasn't happened yet. It's happened for you yet, but it hasn't happened for us yet. <laughs> so we're not ignoring them um, and or ignoring any of the suggestions and, um, you know, like, subscribe, um, tell your friends about it, put the word out there, um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. At True Horrors Pod. Yes. I'm, I'm positive that's what it is this time. Good. And um, next week we will do be doing the first movie in my favorite horror series of all time we'll be doing scream yay i just for clarification we're only doing one i am i'm not (laughs) going to i i thought about waiting until like my birthday or our year anniversary and being like watch all four of them and we'll discuss all of them but we're just gonna do the first one 
love Scream, and that's what we're going to be doing. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.